0: Hello there and welcome to Blue Milk Latte Star Wars podcast. I am your host Kent Blue Milk Latte Solace. uh, And you know what my buddy my good buddy Chris Christophs Mead, is here, but he's not here. He's going to be joining in on later on in the episode. Uh, It's a long story, but uh, let's just say we had some technical difficulties. And here I am recording the episode a la just blue milk latte so stick around we're going to be talking all things chapter 19 the convert uh it's going to be pretty awesome normally we would go into our star wars adventures of the week and chris would kick us off but i will be taking soul reins on that um what i've been up to the last week or so since we recorded our last uh show is obviously watching uh mandalorian uh, I'm all up to date on it. I do need to get caught up on some Bad Batch here and there. Um, I'm only maybe two episodes behind or so. Um, and then my girl got me this really awesome Star Wars T-shirt. It's like a 1980s metal style font, but with Star Wars like uh, Darth Vader's on there, a couple Stormtroopers, and the heavy Mandalorian uh, uh, guy from <laughs> from the Mandalorian uh it's kind of it's pretty pretty sweet i love it um it's at hot topic not that we're sponsored by hot topic but you can find it at hot topic and uh yeah let's see any other star wars adventures that i got going on um i'm not too sure but you guys let me know what yours are we're um on any any and all social media channels uh at least the big biggish ones facebook instagram twitter and even tiktok um or if you're a spotify listeners you can leave comments right here on this uh this episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Um, let's get right into it. So, chapter nineteen, the convert. Um, it is dropped. It dropped on uh, March fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Has a running time of fifty two minutes. It was written by John Favreau and Noah Cluer. Uh, most episodes are just written by John Favreau, but this one we got a co writer of Noah Cluer and directed by Lee Isaac Chung um going back to the writing thing i'm assuming this episode is a little interesting in that it is sandwiched by mandalorian uh action and story at the beginning and end but right in the middle we have very interesting politicking and uh updates on what's going on in the galaxy a la with dr pershing during the middle of the episode so i'm going to assume just on a whim, this isn't confirmed or anything. Jon Favreau took care of the Mandalorian stuff. That is at the beginning and end. And Noah Klor did a lot of the stuff that was there in the middle. Uh, it's just a guess, but um, I think I'm pretty right. So um, episode uh, after D- uh, Din recovers uh, from bathing in, uh, <laughs> in the uh, waters there on Mandalore, he and Bo-Katan depart Mandalore. And though but, though katan withholds the mythosaur's existence from him, um, upon returning to Calavella, Calavela is where uh, Bo-Katan has her castle, they are ambushed by Imperial TIE squads who destroy her castle, and uh, they're forced to retreat to the secret Mandalorian enclave. Um, but in between all of that, there's a pretty epic showdown with the... Uh, The ties, they make a valiant effort at, uh, you know, handing them off. There is a theory that there was a Star Destroyer nearby because they, as most fans may or may not know, um, ties don't travel far away um, from wherever they are. They can't travel at light speed. So um, there was definitely a Star Destroyer nearby. Whether or not we know that that was manned by either Moff Gideon possibly grand animal Throne making an early uh ominous appearance you know lingering there in the shadows we we don't know or it could be some other imperial force ex-imperial force i guess um but moff getting is the strong front runner there um let me know what your guys theories are it could go either way really Um, Dendron presents the armor with a sample of the living waters as proof of his redemption. And, uh, because she was also bathing the waters, Bo-Katan is welcome to the enclave as well. That's also the end of the episode. So we're kind of talking about the beginning and end here of the, of the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it is kind of interesting in that Bo-Katan sense then, she did not remove her helmet, at least not until possibly a later episode. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so she is kind of keeping in touch with the way that the covert kind of runs their their belief system. Um, let's see. And then the the middle of the, of the episode is taking place on Coruscant. Uh, Dr. Pershing, uh, he receives a pardon by the new republic but uh he finds that um Alec Hain is also one of the amnesty program recipients. So this is kind of interesting in that the new republic is giving second chances and or reform to ex imperial forces um and allowing them to contribute to their society. Um could be good, could be bad. We've seen something like this in real life, not to get to real life with stuff, but we have seen something uh, real life with this in uh, World War II times. The um, U.S. government did take in some German uh, scientists, which led to gains in the uh, space race and other scientific discoveries. So, I mean, there is a time, <laughs> I guess, and a place for this sort of thing, Warner Van Braun uh, being one of those people. Um, But yeah, so we uh, start off on Coruscant and Dr. Pershing is giving essentially a TED talk or a space talk, if you will, uh, about cloning. And we learn a little bit of backstory about him, that his mother suffered from heart failure and that that was kind of one of his first dreams is that he wanted to develop organ cloning in order to extend life expectancy of either loved ones or just, you know, for his fellow um, fellow humans uh, on the planet. So he started off with noble intentions, and obviously the Empire wanted in, and they, you know, recruited him, or at least back in the day, they, they got him in. I think he's always had more or less noble intentions. The Empire was never truly upfront with what they were wanting or needing from him. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see here. Eli Kane, um, Befriends Dr. Pershing and he gets these uh <laughs> these like biscuits delivered to him that they kind of joke about earlier in the episode. He says that he misses some of these biscuits that you can only get uh back on Star Destroyers or back in the Imperial Barracks. Uh, and Ella Kane is able to rile some up for him, which should be a tell tall sign for a few different reasons. A that she can still get stuff from where Star Destroyers used to be or um, uh, Empire stuff used to be, which is kind of interesting. And I also think it's kind of a a spy tactic in that she knows how bendable Dr. Pershing is as far as his moral compass. <coughs> Excuse me there. Um. So we kind of get to see some of that. So pretty good from spy uh, perspective for Ella Kane. Uh They also have a really funny scene of them walking along on the Coruscant uh, fairgrounds. And they uh, they get to see the rock uh, at the center of the park, which is uh, the rock. I forget the name of it, but it is the highest natural point of the planet as far as what's touched the organic part of the planet. And then the rest of the planet was built up around that. So the The skyscrapers and all that reach even higher than the peaks of the the natural planet itself, which is kind of interesting. And then they share a treat by there, and then we kind of get to see some more uh, coaxing from Ellie Kane, and that she could see kind of how far she could push him, and also see if he would be interested in starting his research over again for the for the cloning. Um even though it's been outlawed by the Republic. Um, and we get to see some, the, some of the interesting stuff going on with the New Republic in that, yeah, they have these um, pardoning things here for the amnesty programs and all that, but they don't really do that much to humanize them. They have, it looks like, these weekly check-ins where they have to confess whether or not they've been conspiring against the New Republic, if they feel appreciated, um, you know, it, pretty much ensuring that they, they won't do anything wrong against the new Republic. And then they also don't give them kind of interesting, like fake names or secondary names. They kind of just give them more or less like in the force awakens when they give, you know, or any, any Star Wars movie for that matter. Um, we have Finn who's, you know, FN two and eight, seven, um, they give them just call signs. You know, it's not like they do that much to to humanize them at all. Um, you, you would think they would want to do just a little bit more uh, to make them feel, I don't know, like they belong. Not like they're just part of a different empire sort of thing. And they also, there is some very interesting visual shots in that they just throw new banners and new flags on some of the old buildings and just say, Hey, the new Republic's here. Everything must be hunky dory," when really. And you know, it's not that awesome. Um, so Ella Kane is able to get Dr. Pershing to sneak aboard a decommissioned Imperial class star destroyer to de- uh, steal the necessary materials. But Kane, uh, betrays Pershing to the Republic's law keepers and later secretly sabotages. Um, he's hooked up to a mine flare, which, uh, put up to a certain certain intensity will only lightly erase parts of your brain or condition you a certain way. Um, Ella Kane gets in there and pushes that thing from, like, 2 to 3 to, like, all the way to 11. <laughs> uh, spinal tap reference there. Uh, all the way to it. Uh, this one goes to 11. Yeah, so she does that all while smirking, smiling, and uh, eating her little, her little biscuit there, um, which is a pretty ominous shot uh if i do say so myself pretty 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 sad stuff um and uh yeah let's see we're gonna jump in we're actually gonna jump into the next part we kind of covered the that ending but we're gonna jump in here with chris here and with what recorded earlier um yeah right now and then next comes kind of the overall... I don't know if it was a trap necessarily set up by O.I. Kane, but um, she does want um, Pershing to go into one of the decommissioned Star Destroyers and still a, like a, a cloning kit, as it were. Or not really, a, a, a science, science kit. kit. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, they're probably not prevalent enough to have cloning kits, I guess. But yeah, a mo- sorry, here we go. A mobile lab station that may or may not get them started. But I'm gonna just kind of jump to the end here. It obviously goes awry. Um, right. They have a sub. They have a subway kind of nerve wracking, thrilling st- scene where they're trying to sneak on and stuff like that. um But it kind of goes awry in that he ends up being hooked up to this this mind flare sort of thing. Yeah, which I don't know if that's a smart move on her end because the. the yep that part does end with her kind of smirking and smiling, and then eating one of the little biscuits, which kind of shows that she's actually super evil still, right?
1: Uh I mean, the part where she cranks the thing to eleven to fry his brain didn't tip you off? Uh, no, no. The part where she's smiling at him, being
0: it's the same thing. It's the same scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I know, but like the the cookie part isn't the evil part. The evil part is that she's frying his brain. That's the evil part. Okay, fine
0: fine 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 uh, <laughs> um don't you think okay since he's like one of the few people in the galaxy that probably can figure out this technology don't you think he's a little bit more important than just acquiring this like lab station
1: well apparently his value in he knows something something he hasn't told anyone yet yeah because uh, that's why that's the why she fries his brains because he knows something like and he's she doesn't want him to talk. Yeah. Question See, is what does he know? Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Um, yeah, and so yeah, I mean it pr- kind of ends there as far as uh, well as our time on Coruscant ends. But um, do you think we'll get some more? I mean, I know. We get a little bit more eventually, but do you think we'll get more action on Coruscant in the last few episodes here with the Mandalorian?
1: Um, I don't. Well, I think we'll yeah, get one more visit. Yeah, I think so because I think there's the follow up to the big reveal at the end of this last episode that I think we're just gonna need at we'll least one more Coruscant scene. Yeah, to kind of resolve. Um, what's that, what's that, what's that, there's something else I want to talk about on the Coruscant stuff. What was it? We can circle back. Okay, It'll come to me. I had it and I lost it again. Sorry, come back.
0: yeah, we'll we'll circle back as soon as it pops in. Feel free to jump jump in. Right. Um, then we jump back to uh, the children of the watch covert, which we don't really have a planet name for this. So that, but I want to monster I, island, monster island. Yeah, I just call <laughs> <it> monster island. <laughs> That's a good one. So uh, I'm gonna go on a 180 from that though. If you guys remember the uh, 1996 classic, The Flintstones, starring John Goodman. Yeah, and uh, good movie. And uh, what's his name as Barney? Uh, oh, oh, God, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Yeah, it looks like that the desert cave mountain area where Bedrock is. It right. legit is like Bedrock.
1: It might be. I mean, cause I know they film out here in L.A., so it's probably yeah. somewhere out here in the desert.
0: Yeah, yeah um but yeah anyway it what some of the uh overflying scenes i could have sworn they like pulled it from the flintstones movie just threw it in their show but that's probably not real but you know one can dream <sighs> so pretty much didn't gets pardoned by the armor yep she's like show me that you
1: bathe and he's like i got this water well first i Bo like you know vouches for him yeah and then uh and then that, that was a little shaky and then he's like no i had this water
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so why do you think and this has yet to be revealed in any context of the show thus far why do you think bo katana is keeping it a secret that she saw the mythosaur Well, she tells the armor eventually that she saw it, but she thinks, like, it's a vision or something. The armor thinks it's, like, a vision. Why do you think she's keeping a secret from Din?
1: Uh, I feel...
0: Because as of right now, Din is still the owner of the Darksaber.
1: Right. Partly because I don't think anyone would believe her, because even though armor talks about like though the mythosaur isn't a real thing it's just a it's a legend it's it's a fable like it's something we tell kids about like it's not a real it's never been a real thing yeah and in the final is a real thing yeah i I think just mostly when believer also having seen the mythosaur is a big thing as we come to find out like armor eventually kind of makes a big thing about it later yeah
0: um so another thing is bogatan is redeemed by the creed Yep. In that she also bathed in the water, a.k.a. jumped in and saved Din. Right. <coughs> do you think she gets off on a technicality in that she didn't, like, do the thing that Din did as far as, like, removing some of the armor and saying, like, the the creed or whatever before he went in?
1: Um, I think mostly, well, because... <sighs> I mean, it was not really clear exactly what all bathing in the waters meant. Was it just, like, <laughs> getting in, splashing around, and then getting out? Or did they that... have, have to do the whole, like, I vow by my ancestors that I am a Mandalorian once more or something? Yeah. It is kind
0: of... Yeah, it is kind of a fine line. Because, like, when a baby is baptized, they have, like, the whole ceremony yeah. and thing. But yet, when I throw her in the bath... Right. Does that mean she's baptized?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't
1: uh, know. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's kind of one of those things where, like, only two of them are there, so I mean, they don't really know what's that. Or I mean, Din we have to call her out, like, well, she didn't say the creed when she got in the water. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to. Like, what's yeah. the point? Because because it's his idea to to, like, kind of bring her back to the clan, and uh, and kind of try and like sneak her in there as far as like you know, make her one of one of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it ends with uh, the children of the Watch uh, covert uh, chanting. This is the way, this is the way, as we see a symbol of the Mythosaur hanging in their their little cave area. Right. Um, And that's the end of the episode. Do you... I don't think they'll go this way. It might be too cheesy. Maybe there's a way less cheesy way to do this. But you can kind of tell that they're gathering forces here and there between different factions. Right. Do you think in the season finale we'll get... Someone, possibly Bo Katan, possibly Din, possibly the armor, who knows, riding a Mythosaur. A la, a la... Book of Bo- Yeah, yeah. Boba Fett riding uh, a, I think a it's Rancor.
1: Very. Pre Book of Boba Fett, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Post Book of Fett, very likely. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. like, at a key moment in the end, that Bo Katan will come shooting out of the water riding a Mythosaur. <laughs> I think it's very likely to happen.
0: And she's going to say there's always a bigger fish.
1: No, she won't say that. Yeah,
0: no? No. What if Jar Jar rides a mythosaur?
1: Then he's king of the Mandalorians.
0: <laughs> uh, from Jester to ruler of Mandalore. Yep. That'd be epic. Cool. Anything else you want to say about Chapter 19, the Convert?
1: Um, I have a theory about why Din can't use the uh, Darksaber. All right, because he didn't—he uh he didn't kill Moff Gideon.
0: Oh, so the, do you think the saber has kind of a mind of its own? Is like, no, you yeah. didn't earn me, so I'm gonna be all yeah, yeah.
1: They say it does. Yeah, that makes some sense. The,
0: there was a there was an interesting thread that I saw somewhere in that when Sabine gives Bo Katan the dark saber in Star Wars Rebels,
1: uh-huh.
0: that's when kind of stuff starts to go really downhill for mandalore right so they're saying that by her not earning in battle that it became cursed at that point thus why mandalore started to have really bad problems and then eventually
1: fell well that's what that's what Mandalore's. that's what the the armorer kind of says that yeah like you know she just honored she didn't have the
0: (laughs) Dun
1: Ah 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 ah.